Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with entrepreneur and founder of The Arena, Alex Urban. Alex has sold over 30 million in products online through Shopify over the last six years. He was previously the CMO for one of the fastest growing apparel companies in the United States, where it grew from zero to 20 million in three years. Alex is now the founder of his own business, Pele Jewelry, and is also a coach helping others live a life of alignment and becoming the greatest versions of themselves. He's got a great story. Enjoy. Nice to meet you. Great to meet you as well. Where are you located? Uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. What about you? Oh, good. Kansas City, Missouri. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah, that's a good looking city out there. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's uh, The leaves are about to start turning. You know, they're uh, nice fall shades and it's uh, beautiful out here. Yeah, we got autumn on the brain out here too. So it's happening for sure. Well, hey, man, I want to start our conversation off here with surviving the last three years and getting through the pandemic. How did you get through it? And how did it change you? Absolutely. So um, the pandemic, I mean, there was a lot of things that happened during the pandemic. For me, like being an e-commerce entrepreneur, we actually were able to take advantage of the pandemic with everything being shut down. So at that time, I was actually working for an apparel company uh, called Lions Not Sheep. And from there, we actually like really monetize our brand. We actually were able to grow it uh, starting in May of 2020. Uh, through that year, we actually ended up doing about $4 million in sales during the shutdown and during the pandemic. So uh, we were able to really push our message out to the marketplace is one that was really resonating with a lot of people out there. And then on top of that, I also launched like a coaching program, which I was helping others grow their businesses during the pandemic. And that's personally how I you know, survived through the pandemic. So let's get to the heart and soul of what you do every day. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day. And one of, one of the kids looks up and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer that child? So what I do for a living is I actually help coach people and I teach them how to build their online business and how to live up to their highest vibrational frequency, meaning that I help others do what they know they should be doing, uh, getting their mind right, getting their body right and helping them grow their businesses online. So on top of that, I also have an online jewelry company where I sell crystal jewelry through um, an e-commerce platform, but that's essentially what I do. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream? Uh, I want to be an FBI agent, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Did Twin Peaks have anything to do with that? Uh, Nope, not at all. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, I'm curious. Let's go back to the beginning of your life. Where were you born and raised and how were these seeds put into you to to be a successful entrepreneur and to harness the power of the online world? So I was born and raised here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, growing up, I was honestly never really good at school. I had very, very poor grades growing up. In fact, I honestly like almost failed high school. I wasn't being like, I wasn't able to actually get accepted in any kind of colleges or anything like that because my grades are so bad. My SAT scores are so low. And I just really felt like I never fit in. Right. Um, but I do remember a time growing up where as cliche as it sounds, I saw my first Lamborghini driving down the road and I'm like, I really like that. And I actually spent a lot of time in my dad's office. He set up a, uh, a little cubicle desk for me with a computer and hooked it up to the internet. And I remember going on Google and just searching like all these sports cars. Like back then it was like the McLaren F1, the Bugatti came out, Ferrari 360, like all these cars. And I was like, I really want one of these cars. And I remember they started getting me um, car magazines and I started looking up how much these cars cost. And I'm like, okay, well, even if I'm like a doctor, a lawyer, an FBI agent, like these things won't actually make me enough money to afford one of these cars. You know, when you're looking at a car that costs 
back then, you know, the big numbers to me were like $300,000. It didn't really make sense that a doctor making $300,000 a year could buy a $300,000 car. The numbers just didn't seem to add up. So I was always kind of in the entrepreneur space. And uh, in high school, I actually got a job at a bakery. And that was my first and only hourly job that I ever worked. So I remember my boss came to me one day and he's like, Alex, I got you a raise. And he showed me my paycheck and he gave me a 25 cent raise. And in my head, I'm doing the math and I'm like, wow, that's only a $40 per month increase. I went home later that night and I started doing the math on how long it would take me to work to buy the things that I wanted to buy at the time. It was a new car and a car stereo and all these things. Right. And I was like, this just doesn't make sense. I'd have to be working for you for years to literally get these things that I wanted. And there's got to be a better way. So next day I literally went in and I quit and I was irresponsible and went with my friend to Vegas and spent all of our, you know, all of our money there and got back home. I was like, well, I need to figure out something to do. And my mom ended up lining me up with a a job interview for a mortgage company. I didn't even know what mortgages were, but it ended up being my first ever commission job where I saw that, Hey, if I work harder, I can earn more. I'm no longer a slave to a clock. If I make my hour more efficient, my hour can be worth $200 an hour, $500 an hour or more. Uh, you know, being an assistant to a loan officer compared to working for $750 an hour. And so that really, really ignited something in me where I started seeing that there's a better way to life where in sales and marketing that the potential earnings are so much higher compared to being strapped to a salary or an hourly job. And after a few years of climbing to the top of the uh, kind of ladder in the mortgage industry, I mean, I was 19 years old, making $150,000 a year at that time. Um, I was looking at the gray cubicle wall and hearing the phone ring and I'm like, I'm destined for so much more in my life. And that's when I stumbled upon internet marketing where I was like, wow, I can make money from my laptop and from this supercomputer in my pocket and be able to travel the world and experience life. Like this sounds amazing. And so I started opening up my own marketing agency and my own e-commerce company. After that, I ended up moving out of Utah. I moved in multiple different States. I lived in uh, multiple different countries and started growing my business. And, you know, fast forward to six years after working under a bunch of mentors and coaches and building my own businesses, I've tracked over $30 million in online sales through learning that. And it's afforded me a very, very, very good life. And now I feel that I've ex- I've become an expert in my craft. And now it's time for me to coach others and help others do that exact same thing. So that's kind of the, uh, the root of all wow. that. That's great. That's a great. Pa- yeah. That's a great timeline. Who's been kind of a role model for you in the entrepreneurial kind of spirit, so to speak? I like to give my credit over all time to uh, Andy Frisilla. Um, he had a podcast called the MFCEO podcast, which was at the time ranked the number one entrepreneur podcast in the world. But when I started listening to that podcast, I was like, wow, this message really resonates with me. Like this guy gets me. And I felt like not a lot of people around me got me. So just listening to that free material, like really, really helped me and helped me feel like I wasn't alone in the journey and helped me build confidence in myself to make these certain decisions to become an entrepreneur. But as the timeline, you know, has kind of evolved, I worked with multiple different coaches, multiple different mentors. And I believe that different coaches and mentors are great for you during like certain timelines in your life. And, you know, eventually a student will become the master and kind of moves on. So it's been interesting to see like who my coaches were on day one compared to who my coaches are now. But Andy Frisilla is like the OG. I give him 100% credit for everything that I've ever done. What's the best advice you ever got? Uh, never give up. That's a, it was a necklace that my mom uh, bought me growing up. And it's something that stuck with me for till the end of time. I had a little dog tag necklace that said never give up on it. And you know, as tough as times are, as hard as things get, like 
if you truly just keep doing what you know you need to do and you truly never give up, then you're going to live a very successful life. I don't think that you can ever do the right thing for long enough and not succeed. So as long as you keep doing the right thing over enough time, you're eventually going to get results and you're going to get whatever it is that you, that you're looking for in that outcome. So of everyone alive on the planet right now, if you can meet one person, who would it be? That's a great question. Um, I've luckily had the opportunity to meet a lot of really, really, really cool people. However, I like to, I like to spend my time looking at people who are much more forward thinkers than I am. So probably sounds basic, but Elon Musk is a great example. I feel like his brain operates in such a different way than the majority of human beings. Um, and I love how forward thinking he is. Like he's thinking about the future, like hundreds of years from now. Most people are kind of just thinking about how can I build my business? How can I be better? How can I do this like right now? So it'd be fun to talk to someone like him um, or Jordan Peterson would be another really, really interesting person to have a conversation with. So all of these people that you mentioned have high levels of motivation and you clearly do too. What is it that gets you out of bed every day? What is it that gets you to accomplish what you want to get done to move to that other level in your life and to help others too as a coach? Oh, for me as a coach, one of the things that, <clears throat> that I'm personally learning is that I have to set the example every single day. If I slip on anything, the rest of the people that are following me and the rest of the people that I'm helping, they all fall. So I can't slip or else everybody else falls around me. So what I really enjoy doing is every single day, I've set my life up where I get to do every single thing every day that I know I should be doing. And as I continue to get results, I can continue to help more people. So for example, it's like I I stopped drinking about 60 days ago and it's like every single day when I don't drink, that helps empower others under me who are dropping that vice of drinking. I've worked out for 60 days in a row, same thing. It's like every time I hit the gym, I'm seeing better results. I'm seeing myself grow. I'm seeing myself get results. So that inspires those around me to also get their bodies right. Same thing with like eating and hitting my, you know, my diet and my macros. As long as I don't shove food down my face that I know I shouldn't be eating, I will continue to see results. So it's through these daily habits and these daily disciplines that A, again, doing the right thing over a long enough time is going to get me results inevitably. But what's really, really cool is how I can help inspire and change other people's lives through setting the example every single day. And so now it's at a point where there's things that are completely non-negotiable in my life where I will refuse to do them no matter what every day, because I need to continue to shine that light and be the example so other people can see that it's possible for them to change. I pretty much have to wake up every single day and move a mountain just so people can see that they can move a mile. But that's just the way I've set up my life. So of all of the people that you've coached, what's been your best success story? What's one that always puts a smile on your face? A success story is anybody who just like, they feel like they've got their glow back. And it's very, that's something that's very hard to um, really put into words how that result is. But when someone has been so lost and stuck in a state of like being depressed and having anxiety attacks and just feeling so unhappy with their life to the point where they don't even feel like going on anymore. And all of a sudden you help them get in a little bit better shape. You help them start making more money. You help them start helping others do the exact same their energy comes back and they feel like they're radiating again. It's like, you can tell when these people walk in the room, you're like, wow, so, something just changed here. Energetically, it's because a person who is living in their highest frequency state has then walked into the room. And I'm sure everybody's felt that, whether it's 
some owner of a business or company or someone they really look up to or someone at the gym who walks in and you just tell that it's like their life passion to really build up, build themselves out. But, you know, taking people from extremely depressive states, almost suicidal states or people who are living lives having like daily anxiety and panic attacks to having a life that's just filled with so much joy and peace and happiness. Like that's a win to me. You know, it's cool to see people making more money. I mean, I have a ton of testimonials of people who've, you know, taken their business from X to Z or X to Y, uh, whatever variable you want to plug in there. But it's like the, the money is just a byproduct. You know, you can never excel to me. You can't outgrow the level of self development that you've incorporated into your life. So if you haven't like put enough time, energy and effort into developing as a person, you will never be able to outgrow that. So to me, it's like, yeah, there's so many things that I look at as like a coach, but to me, it's like, you have to live a life of like high frequency and live a life doing exactly what your conscious is telling you to do. And when you do that, you're so full of life that it's crazy. So of all the things that you've accomplished, you've been very successful. What are you the proudest of? I'm proudest of who I am today. Honestly. I mean, I can, I, I love materialistic things, but I don't really, you know, boast about them too much. It's like, you kind of get to a point where you realize that they're not as fulfilling as you thought they were. Um, what I'm proud of most is who I am today, because I am actually truly and authentically and genuinely happy with the person I am today. I used to be very, very, very ashamed of the person I was. I used to be ashamed of walking around with an extra 30, 40 pounds of fat around my waist. I used to be ashamed that I couldn't, you know, buy my girl a nicer dinner or travel the world or do any of these things. And it's like, I had to become a man of higher value through all my daily habits in order to really become someone that I'm proud of. And I respect, I think it's very interesting that a lot of people, if they met themselves unbiasedly with no judgment, they want to be proud of themselves. Like a lot of people, it's like, if you looked at the version of you now walking into the room, would you even turn your head and look at that person? Would you look at that person and be like, that is one bad ass motherfucker. Or would you just like not even notice them? Right. To me, I'm like, I, I understand the presence I set when I walk into the room. I understand the way people look at me. You know what I mean? That glow, that energy that I have, like rating it off of me. And it's like, people tell me all the time. So it's like, I'm proud of that person that I built because most people do not have that. So that's what I'm most. So let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into that version of you, the, the younger version of you that was driving back from Vegas after that job. And you could give that young version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life. What would you tell your young version? I would tell my that youngest version of myself that, that absolutely nothing that you're going to face in life is going to make sense, but just follow your intuition and go with it. So what do you like the best about living in Salt Lake City? Um, not much, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, so the only reason I kind of came back here was because of the network of people that I had around me and my friends and my family and all that. But I'm honestly like, as I continue to get older, I'm not a fan of the cold and the winters here just keep getting harsher, more brutal. And so to me, I'm like, now that I've left a job that I had to be in the office for and I've been working for myself, now I'm starting to actually look um, at other places to move to that are a little bit warmer, a little bit more tropical. Um, just cause it's what I like doing. But I mean, to me, you know, if you love outdoor things, there's no better place in the world than Utah with all the national parks, all the outdoor activities you can do. But growing up here and being here for as long as I have, I'm like, it's, it's time for a change. And, yeah. you know, everybody's mountain or beaches. And I've always been a fan of the beach. It's been the hap, it's, that's my happy place. And so I'm looking to make a change to go to a, a beach. But I mean, Utah is a great place. It's just, I've kind of outgrown it and 
now I have options. It's uh, pretty fun to make the decisions where I want to truly be. So of all the places you've traveled to and been to around the world, what was the most surprising place that you've loved all the time? Uh, Tel Aviv, Israel was oh. one that really surprised me. Um, that was one I actually lived there for about two months, um, really right in Tel Aviv, right by the beach. A, I didn't even know they had a beach. I was at uh, geographically challenge, right? So when I showed up there and saw like the beach, the lifestyle, it was just amazing. People are so at peace there. They've, they're very much open and welcoming to, uh, to visitors, especially Americans coming there. Their food is absolutely incredible. The culture is absolutely incredible. You know, going up to Jerusalem and spending some time there to kind of see where the religious capital of the world was, that was absolutely astonishing. But to me, it's like you see in the news that Israel's like always at war and they have the Iron Dome and there's missiles being shot from Gaza and all this. And it's like when you're there, it's like it's peaceful, it's happy, you feel safe. And there's just so many eye-opening things in that country that it's it's wild what the uh, you know the news portrays it to be when you go there and it's it's not that at all. Wow. So let me ask you this: If you could see any event in human history with your own eyes, what would you love to have been firsthand to see? That's a great question. Um, I've actually never even thought about that before. I think I think to me, just like living during a war, like a World War II, would be something very interesting. Um, I would love to see a time and place where the country was completely united. The only time I can really relate to that in my lifetime was, you know, September 12th, right the day after the attack. But it's like, I feel like, unfortunately, right now as a country, everybody's so divided. Everybody's so opinionated. Everybody's so like clashing against each other. And it's like, when was the time that we were all like working together and united and happy and working to a similar goal? I feel like that would be honestly, as sad as war is, it's like when it brings people together like that, it's the world is just a much happier place. You know, it's very devastating and sad to what happens. But when you and your neighbors can link arms together and you're working together, you know, towards the same goal, I think there's something very, very powerful in that. So probably a time like that where the country was united and not divided like it is today. Yeah. So Alex, everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, customers, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, I'm still finding that out every single day, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, it's hard because it's like every single day, I feel like a different, a different person or a different version of me. You know, I'm always again, continuing to improve. I'm always continuing to get better, but I think that perception as wide as it is. It's starting to narrow down to, I'm just trying to become that person that I always wish was there for me in my life. And that's kind of who the person who I'm perceiving myself to be. And that's the person I'm living up to being. I feel like there's certain role models in my life that I wish I had that were never truly there and never truly a real character in my life. And so becoming that person, that's who I kind of am trying to idolize myself into being uh, through everything that I do. So if anyone wants to buy your products, learn more about you, get immersed in your world at all, where do they go? always best i kind of just direct everybody there there's all the links in my bio so my instagram is at alex urby u-r-b-i-e right on alex thank you man i appreciate your time today of course brother thank you for having me on i really appreciate it thanks for tuning into another famous interview with joe domino where we cover the world of art literature business spirituality music and more from around the globe our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great ee e. pointer of kansas city's river cow orchestra if you want to hear more interviews visit the famous interviews with joe domino channel on youtube you can also find us on spotify and apple podcasts thanks again for listening and until next time